Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from Monday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, looked, and there was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound from heaven, like the sound of rushing water or a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. They were singing what seemed to be a new hymn before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn this hymn except the 144,000 who had been ransomed from the earth. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They had been ransomed as the first fruits of the human race for God and the Lamb. On their lips, no deceit has been found. They are unblemished. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks the face of the God of Jacob. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus looked up, he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury, and he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins. He said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest. For those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth, but she, from her poverty, has offered her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we've all been in situations where someone appears to be hiding something from us. Maybe someone quickly closes a website window when we walk into a room, or or, or slides a document back into a folder, or stops a conversation mid-sentence with a furtive glance in our direction. So when I saw the biblical reference for today's first reading, I got suspicious. It's Revelation 14, verses 1 to 3, and 4b to 5. Hmm, I thought to myself. 1 to 3 and then 4b to 5. So what's wrong with verse 4a? What's in verse 4a that they're trying to hide from us? Verse 4 in its entirety describes the 144,000 just ones who see see and hear the vision of glory. And so verses 4 to 5 together read this way. These are they who were not defiled with women. They are virgins, and these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They have been ransomed as the first fruits of the human race for God and the Lamb. On their lips, no deceit has been found. They are unblemished. When compared to the lectionary reading, the omitted phrase refers to the 144,000 as virgins, those not defiled with women. Now remember, we're talking about the inspired word of God here. We can't say God misspoke. So why did the lectionary leave out those words? First of all, let's get to the meaning. Only virgin men get to heaven? 
That seems a little harsh, doesn't it? After all, men aren't born, whether they're virgins or not, from virgin parents, with one notable exception. The Lord did say, remember, be fruitful and multiply. So he didn't intend for everyone to be virgins. We have to remember that the book of Revelation, though, is, is, an, is apocalyptic literature. It's not meant to be read literally, but it's highly symbolic. The virginity referenced here is not physical virginity, but a spiritual one. The just ones are those who have not defiled themselves by engaging in the impurity of idol worship, which often included forms of sacred prostitution and sexual rituals. The virgins are those who have been faithful to worship of the one true God. Hopefully that makes better sense than a literal interpretation of the, of the verse. But why did the developers of the lectionary hide that from us? Does it say something about modern culture's unhealthy hyper-focus on sexuality? So much so that, that we have to exclude it from our liturgical texts? The truth is that God created us as sexual beings. Our sexuality, as it was meant to be, is a share in the creative power of God through procreation and an expression of deep intimacy modeling the relationships in the Blessed Trinity. And, you know, we remember what uh, we hear in uh, the book of Genesis uh, when Adam and Eve come together, um, it's described as the two becoming one flesh. Distortion of our sexuality results in use of our bodies with a focus on our pleasure or desires. But our sexuality is an integral part of who we are and who God created us to be. But it is just that, a part of who we are, not all of who we are. The truth is our sexuality takes a very different place in our lives as we move from one stage to another. I know that as an almost 56-year-old man, I think of my maleness in a very different way than I did at age 25 or age 15. And as I mature, I suspect that that's going to continue to change. That is true for married persons and celibates alike, whether one is attracted to members of the opposite sex or the same sex. It is one part of who we are, a part of our journey, as we seek God and the eternal happiness he desires for all of us. And our happiness is not restricted to physical pleasure or comfort. Our bodies and souls are ordered to communion with our Creator. The goal of every person should be to embrace God's will rather than our own. It is, as we all know, a lifelong journey of multiple facets. How much better it would be if we could break our fixation on just one aspect of who we are. We shouldn't avoid talking about it. We shouldn't change the subject or get embarrassed. We should instead continue to seek together the path to the heavenly kingdom and our individual places within it. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.